ESL Podcast, of my ESL Podcast, Arsenio's ESL Podcast, and here we are today talking about traveling light. Traveling light, people. Now, here we go. Business trips. <sighs> okay. I decided that with this podcast, again, we have money, information, luggage, work, job, accommodation, dollar detail, suitcase. The majority of you guys understand this. If you guys want all the basic vocabulary, including articles and uh, determiners such as a, uh, some, any, um, along with travel items and clothes and stuff like that. If you are first tuning into my podcast and you haven't checked out season one, two, three, the very slow speaking podcasts are on my business English podcast badge. But um, what I'm going to focus primarily on today is the 2018 craziness. So for those of you who don't know me that well, um, you know, back in 2018 was a big change in my life. I left a very, very toxic working environment, a very toxic province by the name of Patuntani, a province that you guys have heard very, you know, briefly on this occasion where they looked at us, people like me, people of color, as being some of the worst people in the world. As a matter of fact, one of my colleagues went to a restaurant one day, he was looking at his phone and a British teacher came up to him and said, are you a scammer? Are you a scammer? Literally, and he's a teacher. So you guys know what I was up against, you know, between year seven and about year four. But now that has since changed because I live in Bangkok. And so during that transition phase in March, I finally, you know, I got an email from the nasty, disgusting, okay, I'll just say the guy who knew that I was far better than him. He said, hey, there's been a lot of chatter. We're not exactly sure if you're going to continue your work from it. I said, no, you guys are undeserving of me. You guys are dogs. I'll never continue a work permit with you guys. I'm done. And it's funny. He tried to like hurry up and switch it up and say, yes, yes, you outgrew us. Don't try to make it all seem nice. You are a dog. I've all, you, again, but thank you so much because now, I have a online business, uh, all thanks to you showing me my greatness, but through a, a lens where you didn't see the true meaning of what I was going to become, but I knew what I was going to become by reverting your toxic language to, oh, this man is insecure because he knows I'm better than him in just about everything. You guys get what I'm saying? So during that transition, knock that out. I did not have a visa. Here in Thailand, you only get 30 days worth of visa as an American citizen. Other countries get 15. Uh, some very good countries. I do believe Brazil might get like, oh, I'm not exactly sure. Some countries get 60 to 90 days, I believe. I'm not sure. But this is the way that obviously the government gets the money, right? Keep having them pay more, pay extra, pay extra, pay extra. Next, you know, all these things happen. They're like, oh, we don't know where the money went. Yeah, okay. Uh, so anyways... What, so what, had it ha what I had to do was I had to leave the country every 30 days. So you could only imagine, April, that was the first time I left. I did a Spartan race out there in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I came back and then, okay, for the next month, then I had to go to Laos in May. Um, no, in May, I went to Singapore, May 2018, because that's when I did the podcast with Kim Kim, which ended up going viral at the time had like 400 plays in 24 hours not sure how that happened but that podcast went viral and so i think it was a day right before my uh, my birthday 
that I went to, obviously, Laos. I mean, sorry, Singapore. Then the next month, I went to Laos. And Laos, I do believe that I went there not to get a visa. It was just another 30 days in and out. So I went there. Guys, I went on these day trips. It was like a 24-hour trip. I would get to the airport by about 8, 9, 10, 11, get to whatever country, neighboring country, within a one, two-hour plane ride. And then I would stay at a hotel for one day, shoot right back to Thailand. That's it. So I went to six different places that year. I did. I went to Laos twice. I went to Singapore once, I believe. I went to Malaysia twice, and I went to Hong Kong for a legitimate holiday. So in saying that, guys, what was the most important thing to pack during those trips? Well, all I had was a carry-on. Now, with low-cost airlines, I didn't take AirAsia so much, although it is very difficult to get into Malaysia because there aren't that many good airlines that fly to Malaysia from Thailand. You have Malaysia Airlines. They're always delayed. They're trash. AirAsia, although my friend, you know, love her so dearly, that airline sucks. They're always late, okay? So the only way to get to, to uh, AirAsia is to fly Melindo, right? And Melindo, uh, there was almost a mid-air collision the last time I was on their plane, so I never flew them again. So now you guys get what I'm saying, but all I can do is take a carry-on. With low-cost airlines, you cannot book. Listen, basically, your luggage will cost more than your plane ticket. This is how low-cost airlines make money. One of the worst low-cost airlines in the world is uh, Vietjet. Those are the, oh, they're, di okay, we'll just leave it there. You guys can go, boy, I went on a rant. I need to go back on a rant. Those people, anyways. So, do you guys get what I'm saying? So, I had to travel light. I had to travel light. So, you guys can ask yourself this, okay, what is it that I need to bring? What is it that I wear? What is it that's essential? Right. Obviously, I didn't have a power bank at the time, but in my phone, it dies very, very quickly. The one I have now, it's iPhone 6. I'm going to replace it coming up in a few months with the newer iPhone. Um, but I had to pack very, very light. And there was always the same outfit I wore to the airport. So me being African-American and in Asia, it's difficult. Right now, Singapore, they're not going to judge me. They're going to judge me by passport. Look at my passport. Oh, this guy's cool. Unless he's like a Singaporean Indian, then he, he just takes a long time. He'll ask me one question, are you a teacher? Yeah. And then he'll just take a little bit longer. But if it's like another Singaporean with another ethnicity, completely fine. Don't know why, don't know why, don't ask, right? And so I told you guys about this before. Um, Malaysia, they're all very good. So I don't have to worry. But, in, but I always wore the same outfit. I didn't want to look like a backpacker and I didn't want to look like someone who was cheap because that ultimately ends up getting me take to, I get taken to another room. So this is why I do not like, I know Hong Kong, I know I got one person that listens to my podcast out there. Thank you. But that airport is dog trash. Okay. Even with an American passport, they stop you everywhere. I was stopped three times before I even reached the exit gate. And they kept saying, where are you? Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you going? And then they check my luggage to see if I had any drugs. And I don't want to hear the whole, oh, but some refugee. No, 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 no. I'm American. It doesn't matter. And if you believe all black people, but this is why I don't deal with those types of countries anymore. So would I ever go back to Hong Kong? Absolutely not. Because if you guys are operating from an 1800 standpoint, 
I mean, the 18, you guys are on 1800s mentality, okay? So I try to keep it light. I try to keep it light. But even when I kept it light, even when I wore very nice clothes, I was still racially profiled at Hong Kong airport. Singapore's okay. Malaysia's okay. Lao, when I left Lao, they asked me how much money I had. How much money do you have? Can you show me? Huh? Yeah, they do that here in Thailand too. Air Asia is one of them that does that. It's and it's it's very unfortunate, guys. So again, I could go on about you know my and my African fr uh, friend from the past, him being from Uganda. They asked him how much money he had at the uh, Air Asia Don Mueang Airport five times, and then after he checked in, they went up to him and said, "Can you show us again?" Like it was it was a disaster. It's very ugly how. Color folks are treated all across Asia. That's like, but that's just the name of the game, I guess, you know? So in saying that, I travel light, so I don't have any problems. One time I, you know, I was checking in Malaysia, uh, KLIA2, that's the low cost airport. It's a trash, it's the trashy one, right? And this guy is like, hey, I gotta see your luggage. And I open it up and I'm like, oh, well, I haven't had this happen since America, but okay. Or, or you know, since of course, Hong Kong. And then he's like, oh, it's a book. And then he picked up my book and he looked through all the pages. And I said, really, really, really? Oh, like, oh, I have something hidden in my book, huh? Oh, but some people do. I don't care about some people. Look at what I'm wearing. Look at my passport. It's just, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. But again, this is who I have empathy for them, right? I feel bad for them because them doing that, I see how they see life. And to see and wake up in those lens, seeing life through those eyes, that's a pretty bad, that's a pretty poor way of living. So wish him the best, but nonetheless, I keep it light, right? Okay, so I don't bring any of my big plugs, can't really bring a power bank. I make sure I have my charger, my charging cord. I make sure I have all my cords, passport. There were always the basic necessities that I had, right? I would pack just one pair of shoes, I would have maybe, you know, on these day trips, I would have maybe two shorts, two underwear, two shirts. That's pretty much it. So after I get to the hotel, okay, I'm going to be wearing this for the rest of the day. The next morning, okay, I'm going to wear this until I leave. Boom, that's it. Okay, I might pack a little bit more and that's it. So I would bring books from time and time again, you know, so I could do some work and all that. But that's how I travel light. Now, of course, when I went back home to America, and even when I came back to Thailand, man, I bought the, I brought the world with me. There was just so much I had, right? Because I had to buy everything out there in America and bring it all the way back to Thailand. Um, and so when I go to an airport, and it's not so much about traveling light, but it's about what I do just to avoid problems. I always wore the same outfit. I wore a linen shirt with some beige khakis and some moccasins. This is a very nice relaxed wear that I would, you know, wear to the airport. Um, I didn't really have a travel bag or anything. If I did, you know, no problem. But anytime I went to, you know, the Thailand immigration security, it's no problem. Passport control, sometimes, sometimes. If I have an older lady, they automatically assume black is bad. So then they start looking through my, my passport and I said, listen, you better hurry up. I tell them because I don't have, I don't have time for their racism right? So to avoid that, I would, uh, uh, you know, go to the younger men, because the younger men, they see, at, they see color men, they're like, oh, they're cool. Older generations, just like any older generation in any country around the world, 
it's whatever they were brought up on. And if they were brought up on black people were bad for whatever reason, I don't even know how they created that image coming from Martin Luther King and all these other beautiful iconic figures of the 1950s, 60s civil rights movements. If the NWA and all that ridiculous gang war activity in the ugly ass Los Angeles really destroyed our image worldwide back in the early 90s, goodness gracious, then what about the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense to me, but I make it easy for myself. I don't want anyone to come up to me because I will cock an attitude, meaning I will give them attitude very quickly. You know, because uh, again, it's so funny when I would go to Thai airport and I'm like, hey, where's the check-in gate for this airline? The lady working there, the most disgusting, egregious look I've ever seen in my look. She literally looked me up and down and didn't say a word. Like, how did you develop such hate for a specific group of people? That's shocking. And I feel so bad for these people. Poor mindset, poor reality, poor family, poor mother, poor father. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the idea that you were brought up on. And so, yeah, I avoid that. And to be honest with you, since COVID, I'm actually, I actually feel fantastic not having to travel so much. But what I feel so, what, what I love so much is Vietnam. Big shout out to Vietnam. Boy, I get to Dalat Airport, you know, and, and, again, traveling light right? Nothing too heavy, nothing too big. I get there and one guy comes up to me. There are no people at that airport, right? One guy comes up to me and he said, oh, you need visa? And he looked at a paper or something. He's like, okay, five minutes. I think he was, the reason why he was taking long to look at it for like 30 seconds is because he was developing the English in his head. So me and this other guy from Belgium, we were just standing, we were talking together and then another immigration officer came and said, okay, $20. And we already had our stamps inside. I said, oh my God. So I went to immigration. They all looked at us and they smiled. I said, oh my God. I don't even get smiles when I go to America, except Hawaii. He gave me a warm welcome, as I told you guys before. But Vietnam, man, they are just wonderful. They're so nice. They really are. Now, immigration at Ho Chi Minh City, they're completely different from Dalat, right? Ho Chi Minh City, they're just blah, 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 blah. Any other, any other immigration. Yeah, you just go in, deal with them, get out. Um, but immigration out there in Dalat, man, they just had all smiles. All dudes, too. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. So, again, starting off in a very, I guess, that type of way and ending this on a positive note, it's always the, great, uh, the greatest way to go and whatnot. So again, guys, that's what happens when, when you travel like, you know, tell me, tell me, what is it that you, how many shirts do you take? How much money do you take? How many pairs of shoes do you take? How many bags do you take? I think the money's important because I don't know if I told you guys before, but I had an absolute travesty happen to me. Went to Maldives with Thai bot, not having exchanged USD back here in Thailand. And I went to that currency exchange. I tried giving them money. They're like, we don't take your money. I said, what? I said, we don't take your money. I said, okay, well, what do I do? Oh, you could go to the ATM. They have one of the oldest ATM machines in the world. I tried using it, boom, I got blocked. I had to call Bank of America. They're like, sorry, we got to block your card. We're going to send you a new one. I said, how am I going to get money? I said, I need to hurry up and pay for my hotel. I have to hurry up and pay for my flight back home. I mean, it was a disaster. Luckily, the manager of a hotel at the time, she helped me in more ways than anyone else would. But um, 
you know, always get the money before you leave. I don't think America has that many currency exchange places. Um, but in Thailand, they have a place called Super Rich. I can get my USD. I can get my Hong Kong dollar. I can get my Japanese dollar, Singapore, Vietnam, Lao, uh, you know, the Lao Kip. I can get any currency here before I go. You never want to get currency from a bank and you never want to get currency at the airport. If you go to Indonesia, make sure you got your Indonesian rupiah before you go there. Or try to, you know, try to get some when you're on a layover for about an hour, two hours, three hours at another airport. Because I remember I went to Bali and this lady looked at me, she got the money. She said, oh, uh, okay, I, uh, okay, I'll give you this much. And guess what? They don't even give you the right change back at convenience stores, okay? They will scan your product four times. Like, it's no joke, guys. I kid you not. Make sure you have currency in all shapes and sizes before you go to another country, all right? Especially Egypt. I've never been there, but if Indonesia is bad, you have no idea how <laughs> Egypt is no joke. And you got to get, um, what is it? When you go to Egypt, you should get a service to skip all the lines at the Egyptian airport. Again, when you contact them, they're actually very rude, but it's because they're very straightforward. But that's to bypass the eight-hour lines that you may be potentially held up in. All right. So with that being said, it's a lot of traveling lights, a lot of stories. We're going to be getting into some good stuff in the next podcast. And um, again, we could go over a couple of listening. That's probably what we'll do. Um, uh, what to wear when you, you know, travel business, you guys already know what I wear. And then we're going to talk about some weather. Who loves weather? You know, I love the stories and I'm going to be reading you guys out some things too. So that's going to be good. Share with some vocabulary, all that good stuff. And with that being said, thanks so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. It's all about travel and light. We're going to be talking about so many other things coming up soon over and out.